What's up, everyone? This is Jarrett. I'm Kevin. And this is Silence Your Cell Phones. This is an exciting episode. It is. This is number six, five? Something like that. Yeah. Not including our Yeah, not movie including reviews. the movie reviews, obviously. So I think five? Yeah, I think five is right. Halfway to ten. Well, yeah, and that's halfway to twenty. Yeah, so. that's math. <laughs> you know, pretty soon we're just a, done a hundred. Um, yeah, so, as we start every podcast for yes. the new listeners out there, Kevin... What'd you get into this weekend in movies? I or weekend movies? Yeah, I actually I got into a lot. I, I good. It was a good movie week for me. Uh, started with um, a Silent Voice, which is an anime movie, and I'm not gonna lie to is, you, I cried pretty hard. I was gonna say, is that a good way to start it all? Well, I mean, know, the, movie, it, the movie's great. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. It, the plot's fantastic. It, it, it is sad, but the question I have for you is, yeah. At what point in the movie did you start crying? Uh, the better question is when did I not cry in that movie? It was just everything was I mean, from start to finish. Five minutes in, I was boohooing. Yeah. I've never been happier to watch a movie by myself in my life. Yeah, I couldn't watch it with friends around. There's no, no way I make it through no. with my dignity intact. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, A Silent Voice, which it was good. Um, I watched another anime movie. Oh, the movie you gave me. Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Uh, which is the Studio Ghibli film. Um, enjoyed that. We'll, we'll unpack that one a little bit later. Let's see. I watched... I got to almost every movie on my sister's list. I still didn't get Fried Green Tomatoes, and I didn't get Green Mile. But okay. I got G.I. Jane, um, A League of Their Own, and... I can't remember the other one. It escapes me at the moment. Um... Good Will Hunting. Okay. Okay. Um, I watched, I told you last week that I was going to start watching the MCU movies in order. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did get Captain America in at the end of last week, but I mm-hmm. didn't actually mention it. And then we watched The Green Knight in theaters. Mm-hmm. We watched Jungle Cruise, as you guys know, also in theaters. Um, and I think I'm, I honestly think I'm missing like two more because I was, if I was not at home, or if I was not at work or doing this podcast, right. I was watching movies right. for the majority of the week. So, it was, uh, it was a great great week of movies for me, um, and I know I watched a couple movies with you. What did, what did you do uh, movie-wise? So, I didn't get to seven, but that's because there was a couple of TV shows that came out oh. that I started binging, like Outer Banks Season 2 I've heard came out. I loved it, yeah. uh, so it's me and Cody's. Kind of like our show. My so. sister would love you, by the way. Yeah, so that. he binged it like night one, and he was like, dude, we got to talk about it. And I was like, I haven't even started, so I tried to catch up with that. Uh, Ted Lasso, the new episode. But we pulled the double feature Friday night. We yeah. went two movies one night. Yeah, five hours. Five hours of, of... Awesomeness. Yeah, of greatness, really. So uh, <laughs> Jungle Cruise, Green Knight. Uh, yeah. I watched Klaus, which was my oh, yep. animated yeah. movie you gave me. Um, I finished off my sister's list. Nice. Um, yesterday I watched Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which was the one I started most of her list the week prior right. and finished it off yesterday. Um, and then I watched a new animated movie on Netflix called Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. Okay. Um, very. It's not as sad as a silent voice. Okay. But it's definitely one of those. Like, feel good. Okay. Uh, you know, there's got a couple socially awkward main characters that, and their kind of progression to being comfortable in their, with themselves. And right. 
Was uh, that like Slice of Life? Yeah. Kind of. Uh, it wasn't the same studio that did Great Pretender, but the animation style was very Great Pretender-ish. Ooh, that was such, so, so such very, a good show. So very pretty, a lot of really great colors. Yes. Um, it's Like I said, it just came out on Netflix on the 22nd. It's like an hour and a half. I suggest it for anyone who got, who has Netflix and is interested in making their way kind of into the anime genre, just in case yeah. you guys haven't. Um, but yeah, th- that was my week. So still got five. Yeah, that's, a, that's still solid, yeah. man. There's nothing to hang your head about, for yeah, sure. with the two work dinners, that took me out like yeah. two nights where usually I'd be watching a movie or two before <laughs> I go to bed. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, no need to justify to me or the viewers, uh, mm-hmm. because... What I really enjoy most is your company on this podcast. Yeah, this is, again, I look forward to it. Like, I was working tonight, so we're recording a little later, but at like 7.30, I was like, I got to go. Don't ask me to do anything else. Right. I got prior engagements, because I, I honestly look forward to this every week. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, and I'm, I'm really glad we started doing it. Plus, it's made me more proactive with, with movies and... Um, you know, so so we're going to cut real quick to today's uh, episode. Uh, what's what, what category theme? Uh, did you want to talk about our sister's movies? Well, or what was yet. your plan with that? You want to do it after? I want to do it after. Okay, sure. Um, and I want to do this first because what I was going to say was it's made me more proactive with watching movies, but this is one of those topics that almost makes me feel like I'm casual like i'm just kind of breaking out of that casual mindset and so a lot of the movies that were on this list were like older movies that i'm not as familiar with right so for everyone listening uh who didn't catch last week's episode this week's uh theme is classic movies that we don't believe are that good or don't believe you know the classic title right they're right? not deserving of right and the biggest part that we had a hard time was finding a consistent list of what would be considered the greatest movies of all time mm-hmm. or greatest because you know we looked at Rotten Tomatoes at their highest rated movies but a bunch of those movies were four or five years old right. and we don't think that's a long enough time to be labeled Great, and Rotten Tomatoes obviously wasn't around back then, so we right. found the American Film Institute's list of top 100 movies, uh, and looking through the list, we kind of figured it was the best one to go off of. Yeah, I think we both, because we both agreed that in order for a movie to be considered a classic, it needed to be timeless, and for a lot of the movies that were like on the Rotten Tomatoes list, there's just not enough time had passed. Right. You know, not to say that they can't be classics or they won't be, just for us to consider them, they just the, enough time hadn't passed. Right? For sure, Rotten Tomatoes is far too new for right. stuff. I mean, like I think number three on their list was like Black Panther. Yeah, and that movie's only been out four years right. or something like that, right. and that's not nearly enough time to be up there with yeah. Shawshank Redemption and all of these other movies. Right. I think the I was more upset about the disrespect for the Star Wars, like the original Star Wars, but episode seven and eight being on there. So it's yeah. just like newer. You know and as I mean? soon as I saw that I was like, this list isn't actually Right. Because those movies are dog meat. Yeah, so. it kinda takes away from and I agree hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Like it takes away from it it almost discredits them and I get it. It's it's more about like 
the the audience score, the tomato meter, whatever the the ratings are, but like you got to understand that's probably a newer generation of movie watchers that are yeah. rating those. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so what we're talking about is we're talking about like the Citizen Kanes, the Casablancas, the Godfathers, uh, the Wizard of Oz, like classic movies that are widely considered universally great, right? Right. And that stands the test of time. Yes. So. And, you know, I we want this to kind of be a hot button topic because obviously these are our opinions Mm -hmm. and there might be things that I missed personally when I watched some of these movies that I just don't understand. Or if it was just like in 1941 when the movie was coming out, the dynamic (laughs) of the dynamic of the world was different. So that that might have impacted critics views on things. So it's hard to narrow down Obviously, all of this is opinionated. So if you guys hear a movie that you're like, oh, I actually think that's the greatest movie of all time, <laughs> don't be offended because you're entitled. I like a lot of trash movies. Yeah. So. He does. That's true. So. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. If I'm not universally hated by the end of this podcast, it's a win. It's a win for me. <laughs> that's true. If you guys come back next week. <laughs> because I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate. On the uh, on the on the old social medias, it might be me. Really, you might even not even have to go to social oh, media. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I have to go that far. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess the question is, which one of us is starting this? I'll start. Okay. I'm really glad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And this this is okay. I I don't. We already prefaced with this is opinionated. So okay, I'm just gonna say it. It's a wonderful life. I'm not a huge fan. I really and truly don't like a whole lot of black and white stuff. Is that the Christmas movie? Anyway, yes. Okay. So like, I'm not a big like this, those old Christmas movies. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I also don't like. Um. Like that whole kind of like old Christmassy genre, not for me. You know, I I can get behind that opinion because a there are very few Christmas movies that I watch every year. Yes, and I'm also in the camp that Die Hard is one of the best Christmas movies. Right, so, for sure. So it's really like my Christmas <laughs> my Christmas views are like that Home Alone and Elf. Yeah, I, and it's, it's I was literally about to say those exact it's, three. It's really all I need for Christmas. <laughs> I don't need anything else. I think. I actually added Klaus to that. Okay, that's true. Because I just watched it, and I, I love that movie. That's so. fair. That is a f- that's fair. It's too new for me to put fair. that, but I can see why you, you like that. And I'll talk about that later, because it was my movie. But I definitely think those movies, you know, like you said, Miracle 34th Street, yeah, It's I a mean, Wonderful Life, they, they get a bunch of credit. Even to an extent, A Christmas Story. Like the Red Rider BB gun thing. Yeah. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Like, there's some moments. There are some classic moments in that movie. But I wouldn't consider it like a classic movie. I, I, I think they just get boosted because how often do Christmas movies come out that aren't like Hallmark cheesy? We're going to put out 75 of the same movie, just yeah. move her. She's from New York, but she's from Alabama. The next one, she's from Chicago, yeah. but she's from Georgia. <laughs> yeah. The next one, she's from LA, but she's from Mississippi. <laughs> so those are all cookie cutter. Yeah. I'm talking about like actual big theater 
Christmas movies. There there aren't a lot. I can count maybe five that since I've been alive. Like the Grinch was one when James or Jim Jim Car- Carrey Jim Carrey, and then Elf was another one that was like a big kind of blockbuster Christmas movie. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, it's not often that just a good Christmas movie. I think that's more like a cinema blockbuster that isn't like a Hallmark cheesy kind of you know whatever film yeah um and so yeah but like Elf obviously is well yeah that one was oh it sets a new bar 100% but I I think Miracle on 34th Street or whatever it's a white Christmas whatever movie you mentioned yeah I think they came out at a time where there was one movie to be seen on TV Mm -hmm. and they showed it every year and so it's nostalgic for everyone, especially the older generation that 100%. didn't that didn't have access to yeah. Netflix and a billion movies. My grandparents play those movies off cooldown in the holidays. Like it's just yeah, hundred percent. It, it's all we watch. It's the only thing on right. TV. And I don't know, like, I, I get well, this is like a whole tangent on Christmas movies. So yeah. I'm sorry if this takes forever, <laughs> but like TBS is like 24 hours of a Christmas story, oh. and it's like you can pick. Any other movie, <laughs> and it's just better. Literally any other one. Die Hard. That'd be, I've watched Die Hard 24 yeah. straight hours. And I'll just go ahead and apologize to Kyle Cotton, because I talked to him earlier about Klaus and Christmas movies, and he said Christmas Story was his favorite. Oh, So I still love you. Cole Cotton? Kyle, his twin. Ka- oh, Kyle. Yeah, I don't think you, you probably never met Kyle. No, I think I met Cole, though. You for sure have met Cole. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they used to come over, we were talking about a summer where he and Cole would just come over and we would just watch movies all day. Oh, that's, that's what, that was our summer. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, I, so we, he reached out the other day and we were talking. So, all right. So that's, that's mine. We got on a Christmas tangent. I apologize. It's my fault. Uh, what do you got for me? Okay. So the first Have one. Have I seen it? Maybe. I mean, it's a Disney movie. Okay. But Fantasia? Yeah. So, I mean, I get the appeal of, you know, symphony orchestra. I agree with you, the, by the way. The animation's beautiful. You know, Mickey being Merlin and making the brooms dance and everything. It's classic. Right. But there are actually 700 better animated Disney movies. I was going to say, you. I thought you were going to stop at animated. I was going to say Disney. Like, yeah. Disney movies. And, again, I think it was 1942. So it was probably the first fully colored motion picture like it, and it was vibrant. And I I get it, right? I get it. But out of Disney's catalog, like Beauty and the Beast is a hundred times better. Yeah. Than won a Grammy, right? I won an Oscar. Won an Oscar. Yeah. Okay. You know, I know Snow White was on the list, and I that was the first princess movie. So that one, even though it's not my favorite princess movie. I understood it. Well, I think that one, because I think the reason you're associating the two is Snow White was one of the first like Disney princess movies Well, that's what I'm made, saying. Made, right? That's so, what I'm saying. It was Disney's first right. princess. Yes. Which is, obviously, that became their calling card. So it was like the birth of Disney. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. I also, I, I agree that I don't, believe Fantasia should be considered a classic either. So you you got no disagreements from me on yeah. that. Now, I'm not going to speak for the listeners, 
because I'm sure there's a couple Fantasia fans out there. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's not a bad movie, and right. I don't just cla- I don't. I don't classic. think anyone on this list is a bad movie. Right. But they are just movies that if you sat me down, put them in front of me, and said which one is going to stand the test of time. In all of Disney's movies, Fantasia would not be one of them. I mean, they're they're known for their music. Yeah. And that entire movie has zero words. That's true. I didn't even I didn't even realize it was on the list. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't see it. Um so I guess that means it's my turn. Yes. And I had it here. Let me let me pull it up. Where are you at? I want to make sure. Okay. All right. 1975. Shark movie, right? Jaws. You're like, Jaws. Everybody says Jaws because they know, right? I, A, okay, it's an old movie, right? So, like, cinema's come a very long way since then. So, what I'm used to is far better. The only thing that I would consider classic about the movie Jaws is the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, that's it. Like, the score for that part. Um, because everybody, it's universally known, and, and people just know what that... What, yeah, I mean, it's the... I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it's the same music director that... I think it was John Williams, and he did Indiana Jones yeah. and Star Wars. Okay. So everything he made was iconic those are great cinema see i didn't know that yeah and i would say that that's probably part of the reason why it's on this list is because the score was iconic right. it doesn't make the movie like a classic to me personally right you know and i can appreciate that because i i tossed around the idea of jaws right but i'd had a bunch of conversations with my parents about it because they were I, the first time I watched it was with them, and they were just talking about how in 1975 that for what they, they had seen on film was that shark was so realistic that people were actually not getting in the water at really? beaches. Like they said, they said it was so real. <laughs> so when so when it came out, so I had to I had to take a step back when I was looking. I was like, okay, 1975, right? Obviously, we're spoiled now because of course CGI and everything, and it it's really cheesy. It is now. It is. It's really cheesy now. But I I was like, when did this movie come out? What did it do? You know, it was the first kind of like it and The Exorcist were coming out at the same time, so it was the first horror films where like people were generally scared yeah. to do things they had previously been doing like beaches right we're now just like oh shark attacks yeah (laughs) so and so i I left that one off my list because well i can and i can appreciate yeah that perspective right um it's very hard for me to separate myself from my timeline right you know what i mean so like you're right though i mean and, and clearly all these movies didn't have access to what they have access to now, right? They're not capable. Right. Um, or they weren't capable then of, of what they're capable of now. And so it, it's difficult for me to look and identify what 
made it a classic. The reason to me, the the only reason Jaws to me would be timeless is because of, like I said, the score. But um, I've seen the shark thing done, right? Deep Blue Sea. I mean, there's, what's the, what's the movie? I can't remember. There's shark movies though. That's the point. And I feel like it's been done better, right? So, oh, like, there's for sure been better shark movies, right? And I think that was, but that I mean, t- that uh, was the start. That was mainly because Jaws was such a success. Like people like, sh- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Jaws was the inspiration for Shark Week, right? Or like people like shark attacks. Yes, we, we people love watching them do their thing. Yeah, that's 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 a cool that's a cool take. I really yeah. like that take. Yeah, so I get it. I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, if someone told me to name a bunch of classic movies, Jaws wouldn't be my go-to either, but I can appreciate what it probably did for the film industry. Right. And I'm honestly interested to see if these movies ever get, like, phased out. Like, in 50 years, is Jaws still going to be on the greatest, or are there going to be new critics that are now putting... Into the deep or forty-seven meters down or right. whatever, are they going to be? Are we going to get a new wave of classic films? Right. Once you know people our age and younger get into the yeah the fray. Yeah. No, I I think that's a great point. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting interesting to see how many of these would survive that. Right. Right. Um, I do think there's a couple, but. I don't think the majority would would stick around. Yeah, and when I was looking at this list, I was always like, I would see one and find it real questionable. And I always was wondering was if the movie was great or if it was just kind of like the first of its kind. Right. So it it holds up longer because, like I said, Jaws might be the first horror film where right. people like, were actually scared to go swimming. And yeah. it, it pushed a genre. And like maybe some of these older movies aren't great movies, but they were forward thinking. Yeah. And they pushed cinema in a way that hadn't been challenged yet or done yet. Right. Because obviously the first ones with words, you know, are going to be a big deal when you know, all you had was Charlie Chaplin and things such like that's why I think Fantasia's on there. You know, it's, yeah. it's the first Technicolor movie. So maybe. I don't know. I'm not a part of the American Film Institute. They're probably going to, if they ever hear this podcast, I'll probably never be a part of the American <laughs> Film Institute. So. And you know what? We're okay yeah, with that, Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right, so there's there's one of my there's one of my hot takes. Um, what do you got? A Clockwork Orange. I saw that on the list, and I believe I watched it in college, because uh, I think I took one film class, and we had to watch it. That's... But I, I don't remember it. That's one of those movies that's so weird. I think critics have to say that's great. They like it <laughs> because they're gonna be like they don't want to be like the odd man out. Yeah, like, yeah well, yeah, it's great, great, great. I mean, a bunch of these movies benefit from having great directors, right? Right. So Stanley Kubrick, you know, he's yes. one of the greatest of all time, right? Uh, right. And you know, I remember watching it. I remember it. Because it was on Dish Network one night when I was in high school. Dish Network. Yeah. Wow. And, and I... We're old. And I was looking through... I was like... I clicked info just to read the synopsis because mm. I'd heard of it, never seen it. 
and it was the first movie I remember being five stars. Like Saving Private Ryan was like four stars. Shawshank Redemption was four stars. Oh, that's crazy. So this was the first movie I remember seeing five stars and being like, I have to watch this. Like it it has to be as good as everyone says. Yeah. And it was so freaking weird. <laughs> like the movie starts off with them like raping someone and I was like, I I don't know about this one, Chief. And then it's got the iconic scene where they like they're like taping people's eyes oh, open yes, and, yes, and like, like desensitizing dude. to them. It's just, oh. it's just like they take all these gangsters that that like just rape this girl, but then they have to like watch them like they force them to watch like My Little Pony and right. like really happy things because they think that's gonna de like deviolentize them. I know that's not a word, but make them it is now. Make them better parts of society. And oh I, God. it was it was uncomfortable, and if that was the point of the movie, then I stand corrected, and it is one of the greatest movies <laughs> of all time because I was very uncomfortable, and I, I'll never watch that movie again. That's awesome. Yeah, I I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So for me, uh, we we discussed this. Okay. I'm gonna preface this next one. By telling everybody that I have not seen hardly any of these movies. And, but I can't in good conscience consider it a classic because I get, couldn't get through the first 30 minutes. I know what you're going to say. I know that you, I know you do. Say it. And I'm going to and I'm going to get blasted for it and that's you know. fine. But I I couldn't. I I just couldn't, bro. The Godfather. I said it. There it is. It's out there for everybody to hear. I cannot watch that movie. I think I'm just going to do this podcast solo movie yeah, forward. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. It's been, it's been a good run. <laughs> Five episodes deep. The, I need a new co-host. The Godfather? Yeah. I couldn't, dude. It, I, it was such... It was, to me, it was so ugly. I, I, di I couldn't. When was this made? 1972. My parents were born in 72. Okay. I can't, like I said, I cannot separate myself from the timeline. It's so hard for me. So, I couldn't put in a perspective. And see, here's the thing, right? My degree's in history. And I normally don't, like, I could do it for, like, you know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and, you know. But it's so much, it's so close, right? But what did you, what, it's a mafia movie. What yes. effects did you want it to have? That's a good question. But it was like... It was just... And I want to tell you verbatim, or I want to tell the listeners verbatim what I told you. What? I'm a slut for mafia movies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean... I know you are. And maybe it's just like it's not my aesthetic. Like, I don't... I'm trying to think of a mafia... Like a true mafia movie that... I mean, have you seen Goodfellas? I haven't seen Goodfellas. Casino? I've seen Casino. I enjoyed that. Okay. I enjoy like I enjoy like casino movies, too though. That's another thing. I look. You know. You don't have to validate yourself like, like to those me. Movies. I know. Twenty one was a great one. Casino movie. Great. Calm down. Well, I thought Kevin Spacey did good, and it's got uh, was it Jesse Eisenberg? No. Who's the other guy? That was. It wasn't Michael Sarah, was it? Maybe I get him and Eisenberg. I do too. They're very similar. But don't try to deflect from the fact that 
I feel... Alright, Jay, what I, was your third one? I feel personally <laughs> insulted. Yeah, Will, I hope you listen to this. What? And I hope you're as Look, angry as guys, I guys, take it easy on me, okay? Like, it's just... It's so difficult for me to appreciate something that wasn't necessarily made for me. Marlon Brando. Like... Al Pacino. Scarface was kind of a mafia movie. I loved it. I'm just saying. It's not the mafia thing. It's that movie, bro. I think... I think you just want to be edgy. (laughs) I don't. And I'm going to... I'll stick with that. (laughs) All right. All right. That's enough enough of that. I I apologize deeply if I've offended you. I've clearly offended my co-host, Jared. Jared, I'm sorry. Um... But the show must go on. The show must go on. And you have a third. I do. Uh, and, you know, I just went for number one. You know. Oh. I, it's Citizen Kane. Yeah. I mean, I... We discussed this. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit last night. I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't a bad movie. Would I watch it again? Maybe. I don't get the hype. Right. You know, for the longest time, like I was telling you, it was almost like solidified fact that Citizen Kane was the greatest movie of all time. Right. And I think it was just good. Like, I don't, I, it's not bad by any means. It's yeah. a good movie. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Hearing what you said today, you probably wouldn't like it. It's black and white. Oh, I probably hate it. Yeah. So I don't like black and white movies. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't name a single black and white movie that I, that I enjoy. Like ever, is is Psycho was Psycho black and white? The original one was, yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. It was good. I don't mind Alfred Hitchcock. It was the first time Blood was ever shown on film. I did not know that. That's why I got a R rated. Oh wow, really? That's that's what it took to get an R rating. Well, the original True Grit was rated M for mature or like above R because John Wayne's character got drunk. Shut up. Yeah, that's where that's where we're that's where we're coming from. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so that, those were the stipulations that used to be it's rated PG now. <laughs> so just just to be clear for for the listeners, on this list, the Godfather's third. Citizen Kane is one. So who's worse? You tell me. You. <laughs> <laughs> Just food for thought. Um, so, did you want to? Did you have one more? Did you want to do? No, one more? those were really the the main ones three. that. I mean, I'd only seen twenty four movies on the list, to be honest. Yeah, I was right there with you. There's a, there's a bunch that I had not seen. For sure. So, I mean, there's a ton from like the thirties and forties that I just haven't. Yeah, I've I've heard about the African Queen. That is something that's been on my list, right? Um, and that was. One of the Hepburns, right? What? No. No. Who? One of the. It was the uh, guy that. He was in all of Hitchcock's movies. Yes. I forget. You his know name. who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think if I was if I was gonna point to another one. It. It would probably be. Another higher ranking one. So is it the Godfather two? No. Well, I mean, was that on there? Yes. Well, then yes. Because they're both great. <laughs> so, I couldn't watch the the second one. So, anyways, uh, no, I, I guess I can kind of understand because it's like the like thirties. I guess the Wizard of Oz. Um, it was just kind of man. I, I enjoyed it, but eh. I had to tell myself 
No. Well, I think that's a time thing. Right. No, I had to tell myself that that movie wasn't going to make my list because I had a management class in college where I had to write a paper and it had to include the management styles of every character in that movie. Yikes. So for that one paper, which was 25 pages, <laughs> I watched that movie 17 times. Oh, bro. Like, wow. Consecutively. <laughs> And so I hate the movie, but I realize that my hate is artificially made and that the movie is good. It's, it's far too iconic. It's far too quotable. Yeah. Judy Garland. Fantastic. Right. And I, I appreciate the movie, but the fact that I watched it 17 times, wrote a 25 page paper and still got a C on it. Really? Oh, you got a C on yes. that? Yes. Oh, Birmingham Southern is, is rough. <laughs> so I've, I've sworn off that movie <laughs> for the rest of my life. That's fair. Um, no, I think what did it for me though was like, I remember the first time I watched it, it was with my grandparents on my dad's side. And my grandmother was just like chatting it up. Like I think it was like 12. Like I was really young. She was talking about how good it was. And so I watched it, and I was like, you know, 12-year-old Kevin's like, what the hell am I watching? What is it? Because I was thinking this must have been one of, you know, Meemaw's, like, childhood, right? You know, but Meemaw is not 100, you know? She's yeah. like 60, she just turned 69, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. And so, like, this wasn't, like, her as a little girl, you know? Like, by the time, like, she was a fully grown not full. I'm sorry. I'm getting it backwards. She, the movie came out way before her time, right? Right. Like twenty some, thirty some years. Okay. So like, no, her appreciation just didn't make sense to me. Maybe her parents made her watch it a lot when she was young. Seventeen. Who knows? Times. Seventeen. Hopefully not that much, but but you never know. Um, but yeah, it's her chatting it up and then me watching it and being like, just not, not. I just didn't enjoy it because I'm I'm 12, right? And I'm pretty sure I had ADD or whatever, and I just couldn't focus for that amount of time. Whatever the case was, I didn't like it. And so I was looking at the list, and I was like, man, if I put The Wizard of Oz and Godfather on it, Jared's just going to disown me. Like, no, no I, more. I understand. My kind of on-the-fence one, and I probably get flamed by the edgy side of the world, but... I don't like Pulp Fiction. Really? I don't like Quentin Tarantino. Oh, you don't like no. Quentin Tarantino. But Pulp Fiction, though, that's mm. kind of like a... Oof. My little brother would not like that. Yeah. He loved Pulp Fiction. Pulp I mean, Fiction. And like I said, I get why some people do. Right. And I don't think the movie is why I disliked it. I just think Quentin Tarantino's... Full of himself? A pretentious douchebag. Yeah. No, that's, and I can just, like... <laughs> I can hear lines in the movies where I... Can see Quentin Tarantino writing them out and be like, "Oh, I'm so clever. I'm Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so smart. I will this is gonna be so good. I will say I like his newer stuff. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, Django, Django, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't know he did Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, all those movies I enjoy. So maybe he's warming up on me. Maybe when I watched Pulp Fiction, yeah. I just wasn't old enough or hadn't experienced life enough to." Give it a go. So I right. might need to rewatch it and reevaluate. But I I would do that with you. Yeah. I would I would definitely rewatch because I enjoyed the movie. Um, 
obviously there's great dialogue in there that's like kind of iconic um but i i can i can appreciate that you know i I can understand that perspective especially knowing your disdain for like uh early quentin tarantino stuff you're because it's not that i think you're wrong because I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Like, I can be wrong. I'll admit, if, if I go back and watch it, I'm like, damn, this movie's really good. No, no, about him being pretentious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, <laughs> yeah, never, be, no. I'll never be wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Maybe I've just become more numb to it with the more I watch him. Okay, so that is our classic movies that we don't believe should be considered classics. If you decide you want to flame us for it, that's okay. You can reach us at Silence Your Cell Phones, the podcast on Facebook, or at Silence Your Cell Phones on Instagram, or you can send Jarrett a hate email at Silence Your Cell Phone, no S, at gmail.com, and make sure you leave Kevin out of it. Yeah. So. Sure. So, Jared's going to type up one angry email <laughs> one angry. later. I have to go make my own Gmail card. <laughs> Thegodfather at gmail.com. <laughs> It'll be the first email our Gmail actually gets. Yeah. So, well, everybody's doing, you know, social media is like so big now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so let's, let's dissect our sister's movies. I'm, I'm one short. The Fried Green Tomato. And mm-hmm. I guess I didn't watch. What was the other one? The Green Mile? Yeah. Okay. But I've seen The Green Mile. So I can kind of understand a little bit more. I think we, we, we talked about this last week or the week prior, kind of off, off air, that you saw like a lot of Lauren Hubbard right. in your selections. Right. I understood every pick. And honestly, there were... Some movies that I actually fell in love with, yeah, that I was not expecting to like as much as I did. Really? Yeah. Like which ones? So the best, and I told her the list uh, from worst to first is an education, mm-hmm. seven brides for seven brothers, you got mail, yeah, the devil wears Prada, and Pride and Prejudice. And okay. Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley is absolutely fantastic. Really? Like, it is maybe moved into my top ten. Like, I absolutely adored everything about that movie. Obviously, it was a book. I never read the book. Oh, really? I thought... See, we had to. Like, yeah. I had to read the book. Yeah, no, it was, it was... We got to choose. Okay. And I would always look at how big it was. Oh, that's and fair. Yeah. Steer away from it. I would choose a different book. Sure. But uh, Lauren really likes it. Obviously, she's the smarter of the two of us. Well, look. Here's the thing, and, and for you listeners, Jared is 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 an intelligent young man, uh, and for all you single ladies, mighty good looking too. Uh, no, <laughs> no. See the thing, but your sister's like Uber. Yeah, she's on a Uber. different. She's on a different level. Yeah, she's like, like for real, like for real smart, smart. Yeah, like you know? when, like when I type something up and I'm like, is this professional enough or does this sound correct? Yeah, I shoot it over to her. Like every resume I've ever done has had to get the Lauren Lunekis. Yeah, stamp of approval. Is it weird saying Lauren Lunekis? Yes, I bet. Well, I listened to our last <laughs> podcast and I noticed I said 
We said Lauren Hubbard. Yeah, you'll have to apologize to Lauren Hubbard. And I was like, that's not her name. And it hasn't been her last name for like two or three years now. So, sorry, Anthony. I swear. I do. I I tell everyone we're family. But after 20 years, or 27 years or whatever it was when she got married. Yeah. So, I I mentally told myself, I was like, Lauren Lunekis. Yeah. And and we've been talking about, and uh, like me and you discussed, having... Uh, Anthony on for yeah. like to help us out one week or you know whatever if we can, and uh, I'm really glad that it wasn't this one because I just feel like he he might actually hate me now like he might not want to do it anymore like as long as I'm here or well, maybe he can just help me flame you oh that's yeah that's fair yeah. maybe I wouldn't want to be here yeah. so Pride and Prejudice definitely if you haven't seen it you should watch it it's probably Keira Knightley's best movie wow really yes. That's crazy. I mean, there was... She's done some... She's she's had some bops. Yeah, there was... I got... I didn't cry, because it's not a particularly sad movie, but I was very heavily invested in the, like, the relationships. Yeah. Like, halfway through the movie, I texted Lauren, and I was like, I haven't finished, but if she doesn't get with Mr. Darcy, I'm going to be <laughs> real pissed. Uh... There's just some really beautiful scenes with really great dialogue. Yeah. And, again, it's one of those period pieces that I think I just really like. Yeah. That I didn't realize I liked. Um, and then I really liked The Devil Wears Prada. Okay. It's great. I've, I mean, I've heard great things. Anne, I've never seen it. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. The guy who plays Merlin in The Kingsman. He's in it. Uh, oh, the, the one oh, the one that nice. sings Country yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's in it. Meryl Streep is. I that's who I've fantastic. heard. Fantastic. I've heard she makes that movie. Yeah, Emily Blunt's in it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, know until I watched it. So Sick. it's it's funnier. Uh, Vince from Entourage is in it. Really? Yeah. So. Oh, that cast sounds banging. Yeah, it was, it's it's a really great movie. Easily rewatchable, funny, a lot of cool stuff. So okay. those two. Uh, then. You got mail, classic Tom Hanks. Yes. Uh, I had a couple of those. Yeah. Lauren, she's got a really big thing for like kids' bookstores. Like she wants to open up her own. And the main character in they're the main female. You know, she loves Pride and Prejudice. It's her favorite book. She runs a kids' bookstore in New York. Nice. I was like, these are all things Lauren would love. Uh, and it's cute. You know, it's, right. it's a cool romance, maybe a rom com. Yeah. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. For sure. Doesn't get bad. No. Dave Chappelle. Really? Yeah. See, I've seen that movie and I, I don't I don't actually remember He's Tom Hanks' friend. Much about like I don't remember much about it, but I knew because when you said it last week or the week prior, I was like, Oh, that's the the Tom Hanks. Like I I knew what movie that was, I'd seen it. Um but I don't I don't remember it at all. Yeah. I did not know Dave Chappelle was in there. Yeah, I mean, it's... How young does he look? I mean, it's like Dazed and Confused. Wow. Dave Chappelle. It's young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Seven Brides for Seven Brothers was a musical that could never be remade yeah. in today's oh, really? political climate. Yeah. Well, essentially... One of those. Well, the first... Like, the opening scene is this woodsman mm-hmm. who has seven brothers... He comes down out of the mountains to trade at the local store. Winter's over. And he said, I'm here to trade my wares for a wife. 
So okay. so instantly. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then it just turns out that you know he gets married after meeting a girl for a day. Uh, they go back up, and he has to get his six other brothers' wives, and they just go kidnap <laughs> six women. <laughs> oh. oh no! Uh, but, wow. But storyline aside, it's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah. But it's definitely one of those. This is a 1930s a movie. Yeah. Uh, it does have some of the best choreographed dance numbers. Yeah. Like really athletic stuff. And oh, cool. that wasn't like when I Googled it, like every list. It's not had, like West Side Story, right? It's or like Grease, one of those older musical movies. Right. No, like it's doing. Yeah, it's like actual real dancing. Real like, dancing. Oh, wow. And so the, it's on every list of. I looked up best dancing numbers in musical, and every single one had it somewhere on their list. So That's just cool. just for that, it'd be worth watching the scene. The music was good, yeah, not great. And then in education, I get the appeal of it. I don't know. I think it might have been a book. So if you've read it, you might enjoy it more than I did. Uh, the The cast was good. The acting was good. Right. But it was, I think it was way too over my head, honestly. Or it just didn't click with me. Yeah, I said I enjoyed it, but it wouldn't be one that I watched again. But Pride and Prejudice, which is Lauren's favorite movie, I totally get because yeah. that movie's actually amazing, especially to come out in like 2008 or whenever it did. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, it, and it's funny because you you see a lot of Lauren in the movies that she selected, and the movies that Katie selected, I see a lot of like me. Yeah, because like. For those of you who don't know, Katie's my twin. And so, we're in some ways, we are very similar. Mm -hmm. And to me, it it appears as though we might have very similar taste in movies. Right? So, like, she she hit the Robin Williams... um, Well, we had just talked about how... We had just... Yeah. Good Will Hunting is one of your favorite movies of all time. Right. And so, this... But that was... I think she gave me the list before Before we... Yeah, before that podcast. Discussed it. Yeah. And so, like, I just thought it was really cool that we have kind of that in common. You know what I mean? Um, now, I did not watch Five Degree Tomatoes. I have not seen it. I, I'd be down to watch that because it's got Kathy Bates in it. Okay. And I like, I love me some Kathy Bates. Yeah, she she is, I think, so undervalued as an actress. A hundred percent. Because she's one of those that she's in a lot of stuff. And she gets, like, almost no recognition. The only one that she really gets, like, actual recognition for is the... uh, Misery. Misery. Yeah, where she gets the author... The author gets in a car accident or something. Yeah, she breaks his ankles. Yes. So, (laughs) because... Well, she didn't like the ending of the book, right? Yeah. And Because he had his, like, script with him or Mm -hmm. whatever. And she basically said, you're going to rewrite this how I want you to. Um but yeah, Kathy Bates, I think phenomenal. So I would be a hundred percent down to watch it. Um, but I, I, and I've seen obviously I've seen the Green Mile. That's kind of a classic. And again, Tom Hanks. And I can't remember the the guy, like the the bigger dude. Yeah, he's dead now. He passed. Yeah, he passed yeah, away I, not too I, long ago. I don't ago. remember his name either. But um, I, he was in Armageddon, and yes. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and stuff like that. So. Very, very good actor. Yeah, so, um, but no, that was a fantastic movie, and I love it. Um, again, when I was growing up, that was, like, one of my favorite movies. Like, that was one of my go-tos. Um, a League of Their Own. 
Yeah, she has a thing for Tom Hanks. She does, and I think see, I think this is more like sports related, and also she's she's very like she's a very strong minded like woman, mm-hmm. and I think. That has something to do. Did she play softball? She also played okay. softball. Okay, and you played baseball, obviously. Right. So. so, like, I think this is one that, like, just a lot of different facets of, of like, what we believe uh, is incorporated into a movie. And the cast, obviously, Tom Hanks, Rosie O'Donnell, Gina Davis. like they just Madonna. Like, yeah, like, it, it was pretty insane. Um, I actually, I love the movie. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a classic. Um, classic. I mean, that's a really good movie. There's no crying in baseball. It's yeah. probably one of the most iconic like baseball lines because I grew up obviously playing baseball and that got said a lot, right? I can believe it. I heard some guy yell it at some kids playing disc golf the other day. Oh yeah. Yeah, on, I remember on a you baseball me about field. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so but but I, I just I really thought it was cool. And G.I. Jane, we I didn't discuss it. That's what that is and I, I've told you before, like for the last however many years I've known you, that I love G.I. Jane. Yeah, Demi Moore is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Like, the, the, her role in this movie was phenomenal. A hundred percent. You know, and, she, and she's trying, she, essentially, again, it's one of those that is about, like, a strong female lead or... A strong female trying to overcome in a male-dominated industry or society, mm-hmm. kind of like a league of their own, right? Yeah. Um, she is trying to become the first female Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. and so that's what that's what this movie is essentially about. And so she has to do like SEAL, like basic, yeah, training. They didn't treat her any different. No, they didn't. And it, well, the her CO was probably the worst offender but at the end of the movies it, it makes it cool. I don't want to spoil well, yeah. anything. Well, I say they like, don't I don't that they don't treat her different. They didn't treat her easier cuz she was a female. If anything they they were harder they were harder on her to prepare her for what it what it could be like yeah, yeah. in in the in the, in the real shit. World. Yeah. I mean essentially. Um and I'm I'm almost kind of upset that I didn't we didn't do that for like the war movies, but we couldn't. But it's one of my favorite like military. There's movies. so many good war movies. Well, I was talking to my dad about that, and he was like, "Full Metal Jacket," and I was like, "Well, people kind of only watch that for like the first twenty minutes of it, and the rest is kind of downhill." But, um, uh, a few good men is another one. He said, "Yeah, we were soldiers." I mean, I could have yeah. picked a hundred different war movies. I gave you I knew stuff you had never seen. That's why, like, I was like, there has to be a Vietnam movie. That's not Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. That's why you got Deer Hunter. Yeah. Because I knew you had seen Full Metal Jacket, Apocalypse right. Now. Right. And stuff like that. Um, so, we, so that's, that's our, our, and to be clear, Katie, if you're listening, I, I will watch Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, I'll watch it with them. Um, that'll, that'll get seen. And I will give the Green Mile a watch. Um, it was just a, kind of like a busy, busy week, like work-wise. And it doesn't, like, you know, it's like. It sounds so easy to say I'm going to watch five movies, and then you get down to it, and you know, basically either Friday or Saturday, we're at the theater. Yes. And then we're either working, or 
or watching the movies we gave each other <laughs> yeah. or watching movies together. So it time gets eaten up. Yeah, real it's, quick. There's not a lot of downtime with doing this. Not that I regret it or would take it back in any way, because I won't. Um, it's just like like this week. I I watched a lot of movies this week. I got a lot of watching in. Um, but I, I obviously, I think I ended up watching like eight or nine movies this week, which was a big deal for me. Because I think, aside from the Fast and Furious mm-hmm. movies, this was the biggest movie I, week for me. I've had to get real strategic with what I watch. Because there'll be a movie I want to watch. And I was like, have I seen it? Or should I watch a movie I haven't seen? Right. And so I've, I've had to get real particular. Oh, I'm doing lunch movies. At work. Yeah, I only get 30 minutes, so it's not even... Yeah, I get 45 to an hour, and I'm going to watch half a movie, and then my commute is 40 minutes one way. So, I mean, I can get a good hour 40 in. Obviously, I'm not watching the movie while I'm driving, but I'm giving it a good listen. You know how many times I've had to talk myself like, <laughs> out of, you don't need to rewatch The Mummy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you've seen it like 28 times. I think you had a, you had a lucid dream about it. I had like, a dream where I watched it in my dream, and I was like, I was pretty surprised at how well <laughs> subconscious Jared knew the lines to that movie. Yeah, <laughs> good but, for him. But yeah, so I've, had to, I've definitely had to be like, no. Watch something you haven't seen. Right. Especially when people are like sending me suggestions. Like I was so, when Lauren sent me five movies I had never seen, I was like, perfect. This makes yes. deciding so much easier. Right. So. All right. So, so that's our, that's our sister's movies. And I really like doing this because it, it kind of helps me understand Katie. I know it helped you understand Lauren. Um, really cool. I think we might do something with other family members in the future just to see, you know, what it is. Makes them tick. Yeah. I think movies are a good indicator of what a person is like um, and what they identify with, right? Um, so, yeah, that's something that we can throw on the docket. Uh, right now, though, you gave me a movie to watch. Yes. Spirited Away. I watched it. I enjoyed it. We had a discussion the other day, and it made me feel as though you thought maybe I disliked it. And I, I, I don't want to give you the wrong vibe. Right. My biggest thing is that when you say like an anime movie, it just, you know when you really want like Dr. Pepper and they give you like tea? I do. And you take a sip. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, that's gross. Well, it's not the tea that's actually gross. It's just not what you were expecting. I had a similar thing go on with with this. Because of the anime movies that I've seen, or quote-unquote anime, um, I've seen, like, Your Name, A Silent Voice. Like, these movies that are newer and... Way bigger budget. Way bigger budget. So the animation's, like, obviously a little bit cleaner. Um, Now, what I will say, not in regards to the animation, but the story, the story was amazing. Yeah. Spirited Away, the the plot was fantastic. And I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved the her parents being turned into pigs. Because I think to a degree when you're that young, like your parents are kind of like you don't really identify with what they're you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well the entire the view we have of her and her parents is her parents are very gluttonous. Yes. Right. You know, they're shoveling food in their face. 
that they're very, like I said, gluttonous. You know, I also didn't like that they were really mean to her. Yeah, and the, they were they were like rude, like like she was like the redheaded stepchild, and they just didn't want her like around. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I just I didn't like that like their whole dialogue early on, um, but obviously they weren't in most of the movie anyway. So, um, but I thought it was it was so creative and so well put together that any sort of disdain or dislike of the animation that I had was almost nullified. Like that was my my single gripe was just that the animation was not what I was expecting. But I will say this. I did not realize that movie was made in 1995. It was 2001. 2001? Yeah. Um, even so, I still think it's ahead of its time for 2001, right? Um, for its time, I will say that the animation was probably pretty insane. Yeah, I guess, you know, I just... It didn't really quite register with me that you had never seen any of Miyazaka's no work. Yeah. Because, you know, his the animation style is very consistent for all of his stuff. Right. And I guess I was like I said, I saw it when I was or I was introduced to Studio Ghibli when I was like thirteen. So I guess I did kind of grow up more on it and it was my first introduction right to anime or Japanese influenced animation. Right. And so I I get like it's not the prettiest, even though right. I still think it's gorgeous. Right. But you know, you mentioned Silent Voice, and again, it kind of goes back to the Jaws discussion. Like those movies don't exist yes. without Spirited Away. Yes. And so I, for sure, I hold it to a higher caliber movie because this this was like it and Akira were the beginning of Westernization. Yeah. Going going east. That makes total sense to me. So I I, I have a very high regard for it. Because it's kind of the the pinnacle of what got the ball rolling, right? And, and I can I really can't appreciate that uh, truly. Um, but no, I, I really I, it was so creatively done. Oh, his his world building is second to none. Like the the whole the three heads and the the witch and the the, the twin sister and the I was like, there's so many things, but like it was, I, I really I did like the colors because I thought <laughs> it was kind of bright. And uh, it, it almost reminded me of like an older, like color wise, mm-hmm. like you know, like Spider Verse, like in you know, the Spider Verse. Yeah. It's very. I feel like it's certainly. If I if if I watched it as a twelve year old, or I guess, yeah, whatever, however old I was, um, I I would probably have really enjoyed how pretty the colors were because it was very bright. Um, so that's that is something that's really cool. Um, but yeah, it was definitely. It was a ride, and and I enjoyed, I enjoyed being on it, for sure. So, there's my spirited away. Yeah, you gave me take. You gave me Klaus. I gave you Klaus, which is on Netflix. Uh, if you guys want to watch Spirited Away, all the Studio Ghibli stuff is on HBO Max. Yeah, I actually bought it. I bought the movie because I was so excited for it. Because I, I, you know, I, I'd known Studio Ghibli's like this big, and I should probably like. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna watch it again, and I think you should watch other stuff mm-hmm. and then go back because Spirit Away was not my first Ghibli film. Okay, but I think it's his best film. But I think again it goes to it's not 
my favorite Studio Ghibli film. Right. But it goes to the, this is the pinnacle. Like This is where it all started. Even though he did stuff prior to it. Like, I think my favorite's Princess Mononoke, which came out in 97. Okay. I believe. So, Spirited Away was like four years later. Okay. But the coolest thing about Studio Ghibli and one of our friends pointed it out was you get to watch him grow as an artist. Yeah, that's really cool. Because he's very hands-on with... All of his movies are basically hand-drawn. And so you get to see early character designs to late character character designs and see how he matured and changed things. Because he does not like anime. Well, there were some scenes in there that I thought... And I think I said this. That I thought could have been like standalone paintings right like they they were it was very some of the some of the visuals were very cool and that was his whole thing like he does not like anime it's definitely he's he's very verbal about like really show anime okay not a fan wow that's surprising yeah considering what he did for it (laughs) but uh you gave me klaus i did which is kind of like the Santa Claus origin yeah, story. And I, and I like that the most because it gave us realistic, quote unquote, realistic stories about Santa having flying reindeers yes. and liking milk and cookies. It was unique. It was very unique. It, yeah. was a, it was a story. It was a new twist on a classic story. Everyone knows Santa Claus. Right. And he likes cookies and he comes down the chimney. But we don't know why those stories existed. Where did coming down the chimney spawn from? Right. This movie explains all of that. Everything. It's a hundred percent a feel good movie. Yes. There was parts that just really make you feel good, a little predictable, but that's okay. Uh, JK Simmons. Yeah. As Klaus. Yes. Great. He's Uh, in a lot of stuff, right? JK Simmons is like the voice actor. Well, he's, uh, J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man. Yes. He's in Whiplash. He's Omni-Man from Invincible. Uh, he's in a ton of stuff. That's awesome. He was in... He was the dad in The Tomorrow War. Really? Yeah, that was oh, him. Oh, wow, that's sick. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, and he was like 16 in that movie, and he was yoked. He was yoked. Yeah, so he's he's a phenomenal talent. That's really cool. Uh, the, the cell shading was a little bit... Not my speed. Mm-hmm. There was parts of the movie that were really pretty, but some felt very like Nightmare Before Christmassy. Yeah, and that's not like my go-to. You said that to me. It made me think. I think. I think you're right, and it also might explain the my my enjoyment for Helena Bottom Carter as well. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. I've never considered myself like edgy, but like it definitely well, has like some. I don't think, I mean, edgy, sure, but I just, I just think it's your aesthetic. Yeah. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong That's with that. Cool. I just think we, <laughs> and you know, we talked about it because we saw The Green Knight yes. this weekend, and I thought that movie was a visual masterpiece. Right. That's only going to get better. Like I saw a reviewer, he said it's like, Said this movie is going to be treated like wine. Like in 50 years, really? it's only going to be better. Oof. And I thought that movie cinematically was as close to perfect a movie can get. You I did, thought the acting was great. Yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't think it was nearly as 
beautiful as I did. Right. But it's just different aesthetics. You really, you thought Klaus was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. For sure. And I, it just was, it didn't take away from the movie. I wasn't like, this is so jarring and I hate the animation so much. I physically can't watch this. Right. But it just wasn't my thing. Right. You know, it it was good scenes. You know, I like that's fair. I like the character designs. Yeah. So. No, that's fair. And and one of the things that this when we're doing these themed movies, like yeah, we're giving each other a movie to watch and enjoy, but we're also kind of giving a piece of ourselves and, and what we identify with and what we enjoy, uh, or what we've grown up knowing, or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. So it, it we're learning, like you know how earlier I said that movies are a good way to kind of like get to know somebody it's in the same in the same breath it's kind of what we're doing here right because i would never give you a movie i didn't think you would enjoy right especially if you've never seen it for sure so i think and i you hit the nail on the head it's great because like i said you're giving me stuff obviously you enjoyed and want me to experience yeah so i can enjoy it i'm giving you movies i enjoyed because i want you to have the same kind of enjoyment i get when i see stuff like spirited away and things that just make you genuinely happy which has been awesome. Yeah. For, oh, it's been great. It's been great. So, um, but yeah, so those that was our, our theme movie reviews, and uh, this is August. It is. We're doing animated movies. Yes. I'm assuming you've selected one. Yes. I've also selected one, but I will tell you, it came with help. Okay. I received a message from one Bradley Townsley. Brad Townsley. Oh, Brad. Okay. Shout out to Brad, if you're listening. Uh, we discussed some animated movies, and he brought up one that I thought was very good. It's it's a classic. I would consider it a classic. Land Before Time. Okay. I the the cha- I used to watch that as a kid, and I am so because I'm going to watch this with you. I'm so looking forward to it because I haven't seen that movie in years, but I remember. Loving it. I even, when we discussed the different movies, I even, I had to pull up a trailer. And, I mean, it, it just, it's everything I remember. No, I mean, I get it. So, this one's going to be more of a nostalgia oh, kind of feel. I, That's the vibe. So, there it is. Land Before Time. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, for those of you listening. And if you have seen it, we're going to go over it next week. So, what do you got for me? Have you decided? Uh, yeah. Um, it's a movie we've discussed before. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Uh, you probably haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of Disney's... Fantasia. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> uh, one of its most underrated okay. movies. It never gets talked about. I've already told you, and this is a controversial opinion, it's the greatest depiction of Sherlock Holmes we've ever gotten. Oh, the great And I'm going to give you the great mouse detective. detective. Yes, dude. I have seen it and I and I love it and it, it, you're right it has been a while, um, yeah dude, that that's a whole bop. I'm a fan. It kind of reminds me of the Rescuers. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. Because I think the Rescuers Down Under is like one of the most underrated animated films ever. Yeah, you know that stuff like like the Great Mouse Detective kind of gets lumped in with like Robin Hood. Yes. To me, where it's just like these movies are really good, but they don't have a princess, so they kind of get swept to the side. Well, I was thinking, it's funny, because I was actually thinking The Hunchback, which I know Elsmeralda's, but she's not like Yeah, she's not an actual presence, but 
Dude, the Hunchback is that's a heavy movie. I yeah. watched I watched it as a, watching that as an adult will it was so change. so different. It will change. What and you that, think. that's part of the reason why I wanted to watch <laughs> the Great Mouse Detective again because I'm probably going to watch this with you. Sweet, but was I remember it being more dark? Yes. Than most of the Disney movies for sure, and so I wanted to see it as a 29 year old. That's as opposed really cool. to watching it as a kid, and because you know, when we saw Jungle Cruise, there was an entire scene of dialogue <laughs> yeah, that just wasn't made for kids that they sure. that they would have never picked up on. So I want to see <laughs> what I might have missed because I probably haven't seen that movie in oh dude uh, a decade, if not more. Oh, it's definitely been more for me. I'd say fifteen, maybe maybe twenty. Yeah, like I watched that as a kid, but not much after. My Disney movies were like. Aladdin, Hercules, The Lion King, Tarzan. Yeah, yeah the, u- the usual lineup. Yeah. So, no, that's that's exciting, man. I'm super pumped. Uh, so, yeah. So, I will watch The Great Mouse Detective. And I'll watch The Land Before Time. And then we'll be back next weekend. Okay, so what, we'll be back next weekend to talk about it. But yeah. I don't think we got the next episode. Do we have a theme? Do we have a topic yet? I Not off the top of my head. Let me go to... Well, there's a... I know we, we've discussed... Many a topic. Um, and so we've got a bunch of ideas lined up. So what we could do, we could do this one, which is topical. Number eight? N- number seven or eight. And that would be kind of like thematic. Or if it's too much, we could do one of the other ones. No, I think seven and eight both tie into the month okay pretty well yeah um so which one did you want to do did you want to do one and then the other do you want to kind of make both i think we just do one and then the other and then we can talk about maybe movies that aren't disney yes that should be looked at okay because i'm sure there's a lot of people that don't watch animated movies that aren't disney right i think the majority of people though will have seen a majority of the Disney movies that we discuss. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, I guess next week we'll start with the best old guard Disney movies. Yes. And we're calling this Disney Battles. Disney Battles. The best old guard Disney movies and why. And what would you consider old guard for, was, for criteria? That was going to be my question for you. I'm thinking anything before 2002. 2002. I think 2002 right, let, is kind of a good cut. Let me point. see when a couple of these movies came out and I'll let you know. Okay. Because to me, cause, well, it would depend because what was the newer princess movies? The the Frozens, the, like, I guess Brave would be considered Tangled. Tangled, Tangled came out in like 2013. Yeah, so those would be way later. So I guess it just kind of depends on when some of the, what we would consider older guard. I would say, and we might have to make some exception, I think a good cutoff is 2000. 2000, even. I think a 2000 even is fair. I looked, stuff like Mulan was 98, okay. Tarzan was 99. Yes, I, I so knew that one. I, yeah, so I think we call it at 2000. If we see a couple movies that... We decide should be old guard when we're going through the list. Mm-hmm. We can change the year cool. a little bit, but I think for sure 2000 is 
a good starting point to. I'm game, and it's it's very it's topical. It's what we're doing it this is month. We're animated doing anime. August. Yeah, so uh, I'm a big fan. Obviously, for us movie fans growing up, you know we're 29, so we obviously grew up on Disney. Yeah, we're so, we are Disney. We're Disney kids. Yeah, I mean I watched the Disney Channel on TV when I was a kid. I've literally watched like. Are we considering Five. like Luck of the Irish and like no, those those, those aren't animated. Kelly. Oh, they're not animated. And there's already there's already a clear winner for that anyway. So, hot take. Yeah. What is it? Brink. Oh. Easy. Oh. Easy. That's a good one. <laughs> Easy. Um, but I definitely would suggest for all of you who are like us and grew up on Disney but haven't quite moved out of Disney for your animated movie needs. So definitely check out the movies we mention here because uh, it gives you a, a whole new appreciation for what's out there. Yeah, it absolutely. Just because a movie's from Japan doesn't make it weird or different. You know, I think a lot of people get kind of hung up on subtitles and things like that. And all these movies are dubbed, so you don't have to worry about that. But right. the storytelling in specifically Studio Ghibli movies is second to none you're yeah. you'll go on a ride for sure no i and obviously spirited away was my first taste but that's that was amazing the story was incredible right but i mean even you know you mentioned a silent voice all of those are oh yeah your I, name your, your name to me is probably one of my favorite weathering with you the oh. words bubble up like soda pop like they're all they're not for kids yes they might be animated films but they have very big adult topics that though sure. I mean it'll silent voice kicks you in the throat a couple times yeah that was hard bro that, that mo- was so hard that to movie watch. is hard to push through Whew. man that was that was something yeah so highly recommend it give it a chance you know just just because they don't have the disney title or they're you know obviously we're american just they're not made in the u.s that doesn't mean that they're not worth a watch you know obviously we watch tons of things that are foreign like it man if you watch the sherlock movies that's bbc like there's 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 a whole big universe out there it's a whole big cinematic universe explore it um you know that's kind of it's kind of what it's all yeah, about that, that's the whole point is finding what different cultures enjoy british movies are 100 percent different than american movies asian cinema is 100 percent different than American and British. Yeah. You have Bollywood, which is India's cinema. Yeah. You know, every every there's, culture finds things different and enjoyable, and I believe there's something to be enjoyed in every yeah, culture. There, and there's there's cultures within countries that are different. There's there's all kinds of things and I think that's what the beauty of cinema is, you know. Um, getting to look at other perspectives, other cultures other you know identities and and learning and that's that's and growing yourself so yeah um you know we got off on a tangent there but i i agree 100 percent with you yeah for sure so uh other than that what we anything else we got uh, the movies coming out this week the only one i really know off the top of my head Yeesh. is suicide squad that's the big one. Oh, that's gonna be a good one uh i highly suggest going out and seeing green knight 
If you guys haven't, it's still in theaters. I know Stillwater is still in theaters. Uh, but James Gunn at the helm of Suicide Squad. Every review I've seen is giving it nines, saying it's the Suicide Squad we deserved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like Suicide Squad is opening on the 6th. That's going to be a good one. Um, there's the, the Metropolitan Opera, uh, the 4th, the Great Muppet Caper um, on the 8th. This might be like AMC specific. Maybe. So if you don't have an AMC, you might not get to see those. But nothing crazy. Yeah, I think Suicide Squad. It looked to me when I was looking through the rest of the year that we're going to get like one big movie a week, and then some. You might get like an artisan. Like I see you scrolling through it now, and I saw like respect the Aretha Franklin movie, which I'm going to see. Yes, because I think it's going to be great. Oh yeah, but it's not going to be the big movie of the weekend. I'm sure it'll complement something else if you want to do a double feature or you know. Something like that. So, Suicide Squad, for sure. That's our movie review of the week. Uh, You guys know that because you listened to our podcast yesterday. Um, That's it for me, dog. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And scene.